Okay, so what are the books that you need to read that are on your, like, read list right now? Um, so I've got One Minute Millionaire by mm. Mark Victor Hansen, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Mm. And Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Shoe Dog? Shoe Dog. What's that one about? I don't know. Oh, okay. No, I... <laughs> Apparently these are... So... so on a TikTok, there's a gal, she's like a self-made millionaire. And she said that there's these five books that a lot of people who make a lot of money have read. Mm. And I've already read two out of the five, so hey. I wrote down the other three. Okay. Yeah, not knowing, obviously. but uh, And so apparently these are the other three that I should read if I want to become a millionaire. Nice. So that is on my to-do. Very cool. Yeah. I want to read the Dune series. The, what is the Dune series? Uh, you know, Dune. No, nothing mm, nothing really uh there's a movie that came out in the 80s dune is an old uh i was gonna say very old book series that's so big um i want to say it was written in you know i don't know i've got a i just the other day found a uh printing of the third book children of dune um when we were in grand junction mm. i want to say maybe 60s 70s give or take okay um very in, highly influential sci-fi series okay um and, uh, yeah, there's this uh, Wheel of Time series that I think is super long that I'd like to start getting into, but I still need to get through um, the Mistborn trilogy. Yeah, so, which yeah. those are long books. How many are in the series? Uh, three in the Mistborn series. How many have you gone? I'm through? in two. I'm early on in book two. I've kind of Got fallen it. off on my reading habits. I need to... Same here. Yeah, I need to do it back why. in. Yep, I don't know. I just I think I started reading that how to make friends and influence people and it like just bummed me out so much. I'm like, I don't I don't want to read it anymore. I think that's what happened to me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It was so dry. That book's a fun killer. Yeah. It really absolutely. is. Absolutely. If anybody likes that book, like go for it. But man, I hated that book. That's one of the five that you're supposed to read if you're really? a millionaire. And I think the start with why, which I'm almost through. I I, I like start with why. Yeah. I think that's a good one. But I feel like how to win friends and influence people is just like the title should just be like, don't be an asshole. Seriously, and you're, yeah. And you're covering 90% fine. of the book. Yeah. It was written in a time where, yeah, it was like white men in business suits would just step on everyone on their way to the top. And somebody's like, hey, maybe do that less. Yeah. It's like, wow, revolutionary. <laughs> Could have written it out in one page. Yeah. We yeah. would have got it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a rough book to I know. get through. I, I've, I've written, or I've, <laughs> I've read quite a few, you know, business-centric books, real estate, mm-hmm. or tangentially related more kind of entrepreneurial books yeah i like them but i'm i'm always going to be a sci-fi fantasy nerd oh yeah i mean those are always fun oh yeah i mean unless you're super duper passionate about like upping your real estate game which i mean i feel like to an extent we both are yeah but it's not gonna like consume us yes yeah um so you gotta have some fun books in there to read and take you out of reality for a while you gotta have some fun yeah yeah love it welcome to life well spent with Garrett and Amber. That was just us. That was us chit chatting. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, so this is the podcast where we do a little bit of research on any given topic, usually yep. pop culture related, and we do it because we love each other and we love to talk. Yep. And we want you to hear us talk. <laughs> so we're grateful that you're here. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, we are recording on Memorial Day, May 31st. So yep. uh, thank you to all the veterans out there. Um, and thank you to, uh, all the, all the fallen veterans out there. Yeah. Of course. Fallen heroes. Yes. Um, boy, uh, you know what, since you got the topic, do you want me to go first on what I've been into this week? Yeah. Um, so I've been reading through, uh, Miles Morales, Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Oh, okay. So there's, there's two proper Spider-Man in, uh, the MCU. Um, there's Peter Parker, Spider-Man, but then Mm -hmm. there's Miles Morales. Miles Morales started in, uh, the, uh, of course I'm going to forget it. Oh, the Unlimited Universe. There used to be like, uh, or Ultimate, excuse me, Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men. And they were a little more, it was more kind of edgelordy universe. Um, so in the Ultimate Universe, there was this big cataclysmic event and Peter Parker dies, but then Miles Morales is bitten by a radioactive spider and he takes over. Um, he's this young uh black puerto rican uh young man and uh you know everybody would know him from into the spider-verse uh yeah yeah spider-man into the spider-verse yeah and he is 
very charming, um, a ton of fun, uh, mm-hmm. a great uh, point of view to see Spider-Man from because it's uh, a lot of his interpersonal relationships are um, more based in Latin American, African American uh, right. communities and mm-hmm. those kind of relationships. And uh, it's, it's just super refreshing, super interesting. And it's it's nice because it brings Spider-Man back to high school. You know, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. proper Spider-Man comics really haven't been in high school since, I don't know, the 50s or something. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Peter Parker's like, he's gone through college. He's been a, a professional for years now. So oh, it's, wow. you know, Miles Morales kind of lets the creators go back to sort of the high school um, area. And yeah, Miles goes to a, uh, like a STEM school, like a, like an academy, I think for people that are specifically interested in science, technology, whatever else STEM stands for. Got it. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's the, I'm looking forward to getting a little more into this one. Cause so far I'm liking it, but I'm not loving it, mm-hmm. but I'm, I, I went back. I believe that line started in 2018. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading up. I've got like maybe 20 ish issues to get through, to get, uh, you know, up to, uh, Almost 2021. Okay. Um, so that one's been good, but by a country mile, my favorite thing this week, and it may very well be my favorite thing this year, we'll see, Psycho Goreman. Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. So Amber was uh, out with some friends uh, this past Friday, and we tried to do a family movie night. Cash was not interested, so I was yeah. like, all right, it's daddy's time. It's daddy want to watch. <laughs> and this movie, Psycho Goreman, came out a few months ago, uh, but it was, uh, I think it was premium, like you would have to pay for it. But it was a Shutter exclusive, so they kind of put it out there so that you would have to pay for it first. Mm-hmm. Finally, they put it on Shutter now. If you're paying for Shutter, you get to watch for free. And uh, I'd heard about it, and I saw the trailer. I thought it was going to be up my alley, and boy... Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very silly, very fun. Um, not a huge budget, but they really use the budget well for some of the sci-fi stuff. Um, it's it's got uh, more so the the practical and special effects have kind of a Power Rangers feel, but also there was a movie that came out in the '90s called The Giver, I believe, based on an anime series. Okay. Um, I think Mark Hamill was in it even. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember uh, a lot of kind of rubbery costumes, um, but also some really good gore. Mm-hmm. And this one has like a lot of a lot of gore, um, even some kind of body horror stuff, some elements. Okay. Uh, but this is a movie where I'd like to try and find some behind the scenes stuff, and if and when Cash cares, right? <laughs> I would, yeah, I would love to show it to him. Because I was thinking, like, when I was a kid, my brother would make me watch all these horror movies. Mm-hmm. And my parents might have tried to explain to me, like, how it's not real and how you can kind of try to see the strings so you know that it's it's not a real thing. But yeah. I, it didn't take with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just always terrified. And I would love to show Cash something like this uh, and show him, like, oh, here's how they did that. Yeah. Like, they, you know... Um, they did a little bit of CG here. They kind of, uh, cut this out of the video, but then also they had just a, a pump with blood shooting out, you know, fake blood or whatever shooting out and, mm-hmm. you know, show him the nuts and bolts of how these terrifying things are created. Yeah. And this one's, it's, I don't even know that it's really scary. I get, I'm, for a kid, I'm sure it would have some scary elements, what, but. What would you compare it to? Like what other movie that most people have probably seen? Boy. Like that musical uh, Hitman one? What was that? Um, musical Hitman one. Oh, I don't think it was a Hitman. Uh, it was like a musical, but it was like a big scary guy, and he'd go out and he'd murder people. And Oh, yeah, that was... Uh... I just remember being a very dark movie. It, it had the, the guy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was like the librarian slash handler for Buffy. Is that what we're talking about? I think so. Yeah, um... Uh, Repo, the genetic Repo. opera. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's got a bit of that feel. Okay. I would say a little bit of tongue in cheek. Uh, you know, Repo is a little more serious than this one is. But yeah, okay. I, I'd say kind of somewhat similar. Okay. Yeah, this is a. Yeah, it's it's like a, a weird kid comedy um, crossed with a 
uh, yeah, like a 90s cheesy sci-fi action movie. With apparently a very catchy song. Ooh, a good song. A good song. <laughs> and then there's another song at the end I don't want to tell you about. Okay. And um, I honestly, I just wanted to say how much I love it. I don't want to say anything else about it. Okay. Because I want everybody to watch go it. watch it. Um, don't tell Shutter, but if you need a Shutter account, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll get up. Sign so, into ours. Yeah, I just think this movie is so worth watching just because it is a breath of fresh air it's mm-hmm. really it just does not take itself seriously at all and i oh i love it That's love cool. it so much yeah. yeah um so yeah psycho Goreman. i mean if you're into sci-fi if you're into kind of horror stuff if you're into uh bad news bear style kids mm-hmm. any of that stuff you're you i think you're really gonna love it Okay. Yeah. So if anybody out there sees it, let us know because, yeah, I've still got to show Amber. Yeah, Um, I was going to say, I need to find time to to watch it mm -hmm. for sure. Which we don't have a lot of time coming up. Yeah. We got work to do. Yes, we do. Yep. But uh, what about you? What have you been into? Well, you brought up what, uh, that I was gone on Friday. So mm-hmm. one of my best friends, her birthday was on Friday. So she invited a few of us friends to go with her to indoor skydiving at iFly Denver, um, which was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And... It was my first time ever going. You had gone to a friend's bachelor party yeah, like years ago, yeah. like five years ago. That same friend's husband for his bachelor party. We yeah. went to iFly, so I'm sure that's where she, part of where she got the idea was Mitch, uh, her husband, saying like, well, I guess he that's got the a, best. Uh, I guess he got a voucher the last time he went with his oh. work. Oh, I wanted right. to take her as like, a, yeah, her birthday gift. So. Oh, cool. I'm like, that was brilliant yeah um but yeah they were kind enough to allow us to go with that voucher and it was so crazy i mean i didn't realize that you kind of go with a couple like with another group so Mm -hmm. there's like 10 of you in the big tunnel just sitting there and then you kind of take turns going into the big uh wind tunnel tunnel, yeah. yeah uh with the instructor and uh I think I was a little nervous because you just don't know what to expect. Right. You know? Right. And uh, the way that she was kind of teaching us, like, the different, like, hand signs that she'll give you to communicate to you mm-hmm. of what you need to do um, or correct things. And she basically said, you know, when you first step on the, the side, you're supposed to kind of put your arms up, uh, up by your face and chin up, and then you just fall fall in and I'll, I'll catch you and I'll, I'll make sure that you're mm-hmm. level and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think because I'm I'm thinking in my brain like oh, okay so I'm gonna have a little bit of fall and then it's, something's gonna catch me so I'm I'm a little scared to do this oh not realizing like you literally barely fall in and yeah. you're caught by wind yeah yeah you know and so she I think the first time she kind of like grabbed me and like threw me in <laughs> <laughs> she's like okay we're a little slow at this let's just go yeah. um, but no, it was a it was a ton of fun, and yeah, if you have any type of like back or shoulder problems, I would not recommend doing that, because mm. um, yeah, the way that you're flying is you know your arms are up and your your legs are kind of bent and you're kind of in a, a semicircle half U shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as soon as I got out, yeah, my lower back was like, okay, I need to do like cow pose or something, you know, um, or maybe that's cat pose. And uh, oh yeah, cats. Cats rounded out. Cats I think. rounded. Cow is. Yeah. His belly out, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a ton of fun, and you're only in there for about a minute each time. So the first time, first round, we were all in there and trying to get the feel for everything. And um, then the second time, we did a high fly, and that's something that you can pay extra for, where she, you know, levels you out, you fly for a little bit, and then she um, starts flying with you, and you're mm-hmm. kind of like spinning around, and you're going higher and then lower, higher and then lower, and you do that about three different times. And I caught myself like in the reflection and you, you feel like you can't really breathe when you see everyone else in there, mm-hmm. but you go in and you can breathe, but it's very much like I tried to keep my mouth closed because otherwise like you've got saliva just, you know, dripping out of your mouth. And... Yeah. When I, when I did it years ago, I was so busy laughing that yeah, I was drooling all over my face. <laughs> yeah. so I was just giggling the whole time. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, but I realized I looked in the reflection and I'm like, my nostrils were like full flare the whole time it was hilarious um and then of course the guy like uh i think is in there videotaping your session so you can watch it when you're done and taking pictures and stuff but i'm like oh my god i'm sure we all are just like faces somewhat distorted Mm -hmm. and nostrils flaring but it was a really 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 fun time so i recommend you guys doing it. it's a little pricey but 
definitely worth it, I think. Yeah, yeah. If you got a niece or nephew that's got a bar mitzvah, you know. Right, birthdays, yeah, bachelor parties. Day. Yep. It's 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 worth the money. It's a I think a very unique experience. Yeah. Um yeah, and I know when I was younger, I I wanted to skydive. I still wouldn't mind it, but it's one of those things where when our son was born, mm-hmm. it's like motorcycle, no longer a priority. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> skydiving, no. Bungee jumping, no. Like all the, you know, the stuff where it's like, I, I can put that on hold for 15 more years, you know, <laughs> let him grow into a young man. And then when I, he needs me much less, then I start doing dumb shit again. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, Mitch and Tara were saying that they the next thing that they want to do is skydiving. Very cool. Mitch really wants to go. And I told him, I said, well, let, let us get a will in place first, and then maybe we'll mm-hmm. talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we got a, we got a LegalZoom.com real quick, real quick. Yeah. Get that all set up. Just to make sure that he's taken care of in case God forbid something were to happen. Yeah. But. I mean, granted, I don't, I don't know when, when, like, you never hear of people dying from skydiving. No. Yeah, but but still, just in life, you mitigate risk. You, gotta you do set the things in place. Yeah. yeah, you make sure. Yeah, your house is in order. Exactly. Yeah, before you up the risk factor, even you know a little bit. Right. In yeah. my opinion, but. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, ton of fun. Um. But yeah, I'll go into kind of what my assignment was. So this is the last week of milf month, mom month. Mom month. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this was a, a really fun month to, to cover, obviously, because I'm a mom, but, uh... And a, and a, and a MILF, I mean, that's... that's okay, that. well, <laughs> I don't want to call myself that, but... Well, thank allow you, me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I thought, so we talked, uh, about a, a lot of different moms and things, and, mm-hmm. um, I kind of wanted to bring up... I, so, I've watched the movie Bad Moms. I'm sure a good chunk of us have watched this movie. Got a sequel. I think a lot of people saw it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? Bad Moms Christmas is a sequel? I believe so. Um, so, I wanted to go over the first one because I felt like this was a very relatable movie to a lot of moms because it kind of covers... <laughs> sorry, the mug there. Um, it covers all different types of moms mm. in this movie. Um, and like, kind of like the, the pros and cons of being all these different types of moms right i've never actually seen this movie you haven't i've caught little bits and pieces here and there which is surprising because i think i've got a crush on all three of the the main characters yeah oh yeah they're all milfs for sure yeah um but yeah it was made in uh 2016 written and directed by scott moore and john lucas it was wow 20 i thought it was going to be like uh 2012 or something now 2016 yeah crazy Uh, so it's a comedy. So it says, uh, when three overworked and underappreciated moms are pushed beyond their limits, they ditch their conventional responsibilities for a jolt of long overdue freedom, fun, and comedic self-indulgence. Very much so. So this stars Mila Kunis, mm. Catherine Hahn, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Agatha, oh. right? Uh, Kristen Bell, and then Christina Applegate. Um, and of course, they have like uh, Jada P- Pinkett Smith and, oh, who was the other one? Yeah, I remember Christina Applegate and Jada Pinkett Smith as two of the, like, heels. Like, yeah. The, the group of moms that are, like, the perfect moms. Yes, and uh, their friend Annie Mumolo? That's a fun last name. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so uh, Christina Applegate plays Gwendolyn, and she kind of yeah. is the... Good name. Yeah. Gwendolyn for, like, the, the, the foil mom. Yeah, and she's very much, I mean, she's like the rich mom, the president of the PTA. I mean, you could tell that she's very, like, strict, and her kids are going to go to Ivy League schools, and her husband is, like, this big hoity-toity guy. and um, So she's very much like a strict, controlling, perfectionist type. Is it, Would that be type A, Mom? I would imagine so, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and then her little, I call them, like, her minions are uh, Stacy and Vicky, played by Jada Pinkett Smith and Annie Mimolo, because um, they're just as, as stuck up as Gwendolyn is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically to give you, well, you kind of know a good I know the idea. gist of this film, yeah. Okay. And uh, so Mila Kunis's character is uh, Amy. She, it kind of opens up that, you know, she's in a therapy session with her uh, then-husband, and uh, the therapist is kind of letting him know, like, 
this is not savable. Like, clearly, I've got two eyes. You guys aren't really meant for each other, mm-hmm. and you, it's just best that you break it off and mm-hmm. go your separate ways. Mm-hmm. So she's a newly single mom trying to kind of navigate her way through a single life. She has a couple kids. She's a full-time, um, I don't remember what she does as a, as a job, um, but she works full-time. Um, and her kids are a little older, right? Maybe like high are, school, middle school? Yeah. 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 Um, and then, of course, she's part of like the PTA and uh, trying to coordinate her kids' activities out of school. Um, and so she's, she's really trying to keep it together, but she, you can kind of tell like things are slipping and her kids are like, mom, try harder. Like mm-hmm. you're not being the best mom that you can be right now, you know? And so she's kind of at her wit's end, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that, of course, she befriends Carla, who is played by Katherine Hahn. And Katherine Hahn's character is very much the party mom. She like she doesn't give a flying fuck what you think of her. Yeah, she's gonna go out. She's gonna like do drugs, drink, have fun with guys. And I think she has like one son in the movie who's I think a high schooler. Yeah, who's also and she's also part of the PTA. But uh, she just doesn't really take life too seriously. Mm-hmm. And then we have Kiki, who is um, played Kiki. Kiki, yeah, oh, that's fun. Who's played by Kristen Bell? Mm-hmm. So she's a mom of three. She's a stay-at-home mom. And she has a very kind of controlling husband. So she kind of falls in line of, you know, takes care of the house, takes care of the kids, and is like a, a doting wife, right? It, w- would you uh, describe her as a little a little maybe neurotic? Or... Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Okay, okay. For sure. I mean, she doesn't want to get into trouble. You can feel like maybe she's like a little prude. She, you know, she just mm-hmm. that type of a mom. Um, right. And so she... Those three who have very different ways of being a mom Mm -hmm. uh, become friends. And um, I think there's a point where Mila Kunis attends a PTA meeting and Gwendolyn is hosting it. And she's talking about the a bake off and how, you know, it's a very serious thing. And Mila is kind of like, no, I'm done. Like, Mm. this is not fun. You know, um, I'm, I'm not a good mom. So, you know what? I'm a bad mom. I'm. Like, F you, I'm not doing this anymore, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, Carla and Kiki, are, like, kind of follow suit, you know. And um, I think later on in the movie, um, they kind of talk her into um, that she should run for president of the PTA to, like, change things in the PTA. Because uh, right now it's obviously very strict and controlling and just not fun for any of the moms. Mm-hmm. Um and so she's running against Gwendolyn and, you know, Gwendolyn. So a lot of uh, things ensue. They have like a house party to try and get votes. And, um, you know, all the other moms are realizing like, you know, I'm not a very good mom either. Like, you know, Gwendolyn has a standard that we're not all living up to. And then we get um, crucified because we're not at her level. Right. Right. So it's like, you know, she's kind of bringing it in. Like, don't don't judge us. Like, we're all doing our, the best that we can. And I just, you know want to bring that forth but mm-hmm. um it's a really hilarious movie um obviously very relatable and uh towards the end you know all these different types of moms end up like supporting one another they kind of give each other a moment of um relief and um just a overall really good movie so um just kind of teaches you that you don't have to be perfect to be a good mom and just be the best that you can be that day Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah i mean i i think moms tend to obviously put themselves in a box as well as society uh the children their spouses everybody kind of puts them in the box of like mom mom has to at times they like mom has to be the rock the foundation of this home right. so there's a lot of expectations put on these women but uh yeah i mean the little bit i've seen of this movie and the little bit i know about it, it seems like it kind of gets into the idea of moms contain multitudes you know mm-hmm. sometimes you know they're the quote-unquote good mom but they sometimes they got to be the bad mom to blow off some steam right and of course that in and of itself does not make them a quote-unquote bad mom right like they deserve breaks they just they should be allowed to really screw up every once in a while and Mm -hmm. you know forget to pick up the kid from soccer practice once in a while that doesn't make them a bad mom it makes them a human being with that 
popped out kids, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, when it comes to society standards, it's kind of no matter what you do is wrong. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. is what a lot of moms feel. And when it comes to social media and you're always comparing yourself to the other moms on Instagram or Facebook Mm -hmm. and not realizing like, oh, well, that was just a certain moment within that whole day. So the whole day could have been shit. But then you got that one photo of your kids smiling that makes it look like you have the best life ever. Totally. Totally. Yeah, that curated lifestyle or or image of what your life is like is just rarely ever uh, a real representation of what that household is like. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember who said it to me, but a long time ago I heard somebody say like, yeah, you know, Father's Day isn't a really big deal compared to Mother's Day. Which, I don't know about that. No, I would. I, honestly, I would agree with it. I feel like there's a little bit less weight on Father's Day, but I also think mm. that's because, generally speaking, not always. There's some uh, incredible single fathers out there, right. um, or not single fathers that just really uh, kick ass and work hard at it. But I think, generally speaking, there is more expectation put on the mom than there is put on the dad. So I think mm-hmm. that that proportional representation, you know, maybe there is more of like. Mother's Day, you gotta spoil the shit out of your mom because she like, you know, she does everything. Is going you. hard twenty four seven. Right. And and dad is absolutely there, but uh, you know, again, I think general. We're speaking generalities. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. You know, suggest that there's a father out there that doesn't do enough because fathers they're so important. But broadly, generally speaking, in American culture, I feel like moms kind of have more weight. So I think Mother's Day, you know, mm-hmm. you're expected to go a little bigger because of that. Yeah. That, that's, you know, that's my own feeling on it. Could be and wrong. I'm, I'm curious because it, I feel like when you become parents for the first time, it's almost like there's like an unspoken uh, thing that happens that everything just kind of like falls into society norms. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So either both parents are, are working or only one parent is working and the other pre- person is doing a stay-at-home parent mm-hmm. um, to where they're mostly taking care of the kids and the housework and almost like that 1950s style, you uh, know. Yeah, I think it's uh, easy to fall into uh, gender norms, gender stereotypes when you have a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, sometimes not. I've, I've got a family member who... Um, when they started having kids, uh, the wife was working and the dad was a stay-at-home dad, mm. you know? And uh, that doesn't make anybody less masculine, less feminine. It's just right. the way that it worked out. But yeah, I would say, you know, typically maybe eight times out of ten uh, in a in a heteronormative household, mm-hmm. you know, the husband will kind of fall into those dad roles and the mom will fall more into the mom roles. Right. I guess it's just interesting that it just kind of happens. Like, like with us, there wasn't any, like, discussion. It was, you know, we both had, I feel like we we both kind of jumped in and did what needed to be done. Yeah. You know, not necessarily like, oh, you can do this, this, and this, and then I'll do this and this. Right. You know, it was yeah. just more so of a, a partnership of, well, let's take turns in the middle of the night if somebody, if he, Cash needs a feeding or a diaper change mm-hmm. or, you know, something to not be afraid to ask the other person like, hey, honey, you know, yeah. so-and-so's woken up and you need to go change, whatever. Right. Well, and even more recently with, uh, you know, when COVID happened and you left your job mm-hmm. um, and, you know, stayed home and helped our son with school, you know, immensely, yeah. that was not something that I think you ever thought you would have to take on or wanted to take on necessarily but yeah i i never saw myself as a stay-at-home mom type Mm -hmm. i i like working i like having a career um you know that that kind of fills up my cup to a certain point Mm -hmm. um, being able to contribute to society and like have outside relationships and helping people and things like that um you know so i never thought i was going to be a stay-at-home mom and then yeah of course in 2020 is when i uh, I was for a good chunk of the year. Oh, actually, probably all year. 2020? Yeah. Well, well a good February. Chunk of, good chunk of the year. Early March, I think, is when everybody got told to stay home. Yeah. Uh, that's when you would have started staying home. 
And it really opened my eyes to what stay-at-home parents do. And Mm -hmm. granted, you know, we had to do the schooling online, and that added a a lot more stress than it would have. Um, But, yeah, that that really just kind of opened my eyes to how much a stay-at-home parent does. Mm -hmm. Because you think about it, and I'm sure, like, generally, people are like, oh, stay-at-home parents, yeah, they probably clean, they probably cook for the kids and make sure they're taken care of and uh, play with them and yada yada. I mean, yes, but the things that in your mind that you want to get done that day is constantly interrupted by, you know, Cash asking me so much, so many questions. Mom, let's go do this. Mom, let's do that. And I'm like, I just want to get a load of laundry done, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's really crazy how fast the day goes by because you're constantly being interrupted in, quote unquote, like your chores or your job or whatever. Right. which is not something I was used to. So I had I had a rough time. You mm-hmm. know, there was some really bad days. And there's some days where I'm like, I don't know if I'm cut out to be a mom. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, which I think a, a lot of parents tend to go through when you have those bad days. Absolutely. You know, like, oh, man, I, you know, we're, I need to be better. And a lot of that is, you know, societal standards. You think mm-hmm. that you need mm-hmm. to be a certain way and parent a certain way. But there's... There's really no rule book on parenting. No. Every person is different. Every household is different. Do what works for you and don't compare yourself to other people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A, a family member of mine a long time ago when we were, I think maybe when you were pregnant or we had just had cash, mm-hmm. uh, gave us a, the the advice of like, basically, you don't have to care what anybody else thinks yep. about how you're parenting. You know, as long as you're doing what's best for you and your family, other people like can have opinions, mm-hmm. but you know if they don't jive with what you think is best with your family, throw them away. Mm-hmm. They are worthless to you because you were looking out for you and your family. Right. And that was, I think that was pretty freeing. Um, and I, th- I think that they live that way as well. And I've got some amazing kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's just so valuable. If if you're, you know, doing your best, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, putting putting your family first, then it can't be bad, you know, unless you're hurting your child or something like that. And then, of course, that's not in their best interest. So, right. Um, something else I realize uh, some of that talk we did of roles. Yeah. In the marriage, it was extremely heteronormative, mm-hmm. and I, so I just I don't unfortunately I don't know any uh, uh, gay couples uh, mm-hmm. with kids. Yeah. Um. So I'm actually we were hanging out with some friends recently and they were talking about how they're just starting to watch modern family. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was an episode where I believe cam, um, cause it's cam and I don't remember oh. his spouse's name. Oh, I'm totally drawing a blank. Anyways, yeah. uh, two gay men, they have a child. I think maybe they have a second child later on in the series. I think so. Yeah. But, uh, uh cam, mm. Um, he gets put into the mother role, the quote unquote mother role. Yeah. I wonder if that is something that, uh, gay couples have to deal with, you know, Mm -hmm. male and female or, or non gender, you know, non-binary. Right. Um, yeah. I wonder if, if that is something that's put upon them culturally just because I guess you could say the, the quote unquote norm is mom, dad, Mm-hmm. which I think for the best is, is changing. We're kind of getting away from that and that right. it's just parents. Yeah. Parents being there for their child. There doesn't have to be a mommy and a daddy. Mm-hmm. just parents. Um, but I wonder if that is a, a common issue that occurs in uh, uh, gay marriages with children. Is that falling into either the, the quote-unquote mom role or dad role? Yeah, or if, or if people are trying to assign you in a specific role. Uh, you know, oh, in, yeah. in Modern Family, uh, Cam just tends to be more kind of effeminate showing mm-hmm. yeah. um, in, in speech and, and mannerisms. So I think naturally a lot of society will kind of say, oh, well, he's the more effeminate, so he's the mom. And the other guy's mm-hmm. less effeminate, so he's the dad. And um yeah, I honestly, I just, I wonder if that's a struggle. Like I said, I just, I want to admit my, my lack of knowledge when it comes to, you know, very important elements of our society, like, yeah, like gay families. Yeah, that is interesting to want to learn about because, mm-hmm. like, I almost wonder, you know, with like a hetero relationship, mm-hmm. 
if the kids naturally gravitate to the mom because of the connection of being like in the mom's uterus most most times yeah, yeah. but then again you have like adoptive kids or surrogate kids mm-hmm. who you know yeah maybe our moms do they have like a softer approach to the kids when it comes to yeah i i i don't think there's any way to quantify that i think it's you know? it just absolutely depends on the household depends on the parents yeah. you know um yeah yeah i mean yeah uh, families come in multitudes uh as well they should mm-hmm. you know the idea of there's a mommy there's a daddy there's 2.5 kids and a dog and a car in the garage that's fine mm-hmm. but that is not the definition of a family you know, uh, just a family is a parent, children, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's, you know, or parents, doesn't right. matter, you know, as long as the kids are loved and supported, mm-hmm. that's, that's a family unit or, you know, guardian, guardian even. Right. Um, and, and children, you know, it's mm-hmm. not, none of it is better or worse as long as there's love and care in the household then, you know, and I honestly think... Tying it back in. I think the bad moms, um, well, I guess I'll ask you, do you feel like bad moms, that's kind of what they're trying to say is you don't have to be perfect. You just have to love your kids, love your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be there for your kids, not, not be there for your kids to impress other moms or do it a certain way so you can keep up with other moms. Just, you know, kids are number one, not right. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, especially with like, so, and, and, and the mom is number one. Oh, the, yeah. the mom needs to take some time off and, and for sure take care of themselves. Yeah. I mean, pff, mental health as a, as a parent is like super important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think uh, with Mila Kunis' character, you know, she definitely puts the kids first. But then, of course, like she's trying to like navigate her new single life and like she mm-hmm. she meets another guy and like dating and, um, you know, tends to drop the ball here and there. But, um, yeah, I think... All the the moms in there tend to put their kids first, regardless of what they're going through. So they're they're still there and taking care of the kids the best that they can. Yeah. Um, after themselves. What is Catherine Hans like character arc? Because you said she's kind of she's the party down to one. Party, have a good time through the move through the course of the film. Does she kind of learn to maybe dial it back and put a little more attention on her kid, or is that not? Yeah, I mean, because I think there's a point where, like, the whole time she's like, she loves her kid, but she's like, but he's not the smartest, you know, right, right, right. person. Um, but at the end, of course, she shows him how much she she loves him and um, is a little bit more like affectionate mm-hmm. towards him and. Uh, yeah, I think she kind of learned stuff from the other moms to help yeah. her mom game a little bit more, you Very know. Nice. Um, but I, I don't think that there was really any, like, neglect ne- necessarily no. going on no. with her and her son. But, uh, and I, of course, I think she's a, a single mom, too. And, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, like, Kiki um, learns to stand up to her husband. You know, normally he, like, I think she was out with the girls uh, getting drinks and they had planned for this so that way the dad could stay home with the kids and she could mm-hmm. go out and have fun. And then he's calling her constantly saying, like, you know, the kids are going crazy. You need to come home right now. And she's like, no, I'm out here with my friends. Like, you can deal with this. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, you come home right now. And she kind of gains a really big backbone and puts him in his place. It's like, no. Like, suck it up. You're the dad. Yeah. Fucking deal with it. Right. You right, know, and hangs right. up on him. And, the, you know, both of the friends are like, what just happened? She's like, that was amazing. You know, <laughs> uh, to where she felt good that she can, like, stand up for herself and allow time for herself. Yeah. You know, to hang out with the, the ladies yeah. and stuff. Awesome. Do we need to well, do a kid break? Yeah. Yeah. As I'm sure you can hear the lovely sound of our, our doorknob <laughs> turning. Our son needs something. So we are going to take a break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Quick parenting tip. If you want your son to keep himself busy for a little bit, give him a donut. Yeah. That's great parenting. (laughs) (laughs) Cake with icing for dinner or for breakfast. Why not? Yeah. Um, But no, yeah, I I really enjoyed Bad Moms. Mm -hmm. I thought they did a great job of pinpointing the different type of parenting and each person that was like struggling in the movie. So like, for instance... 
Um, you know, the, the three friends, Mila Kunis, Catherine Heigl, and, and Kristen Bell. Catherine Hahn. Hahn, sorry, thank That's you. That's okay. Um, they all, like, really um, took in the whole bad mom role and was just, like, out partying and having a really great time. But mm-hmm. then, you know, towards the end, they kind of, um, you know, fall into, well, it's all about the kids anyways, and we need to make sure that they, you know, are well taken care of and, mm-hmm. and us as well. And then, of course, like, Christina Applegate's character um, kind of breaks down at the end of the movie um, and Mila Kunis's character goes up to talk to her and um, Gwendolyn was telling her how her husband, like her life is not perfect. Her husband just embezzled like millions of dollars oh. and um, she thinks that her son or somebody is like addicted to Adderall. I don't know. Oh, geez. Uh, something. So she's, you know, breaking down and, and Mila's like, you know, just kind of do the best that you can and mm-hmm. not everybody's perfect yeah you know yeah um so it was just really neat that you you know when you see other moms out there you compare yourselves to them um or other dads that you don't know what they're going through mm-hmm. you know they could just be putting on a facade that their life is perfect when it's not yeah you know um so give you giving yourself some grace and doing the best that you can that day and every day is mm-hmm. gonna be different yeah I would I would imagine that uh, I I I enjoy seeing what critics think of media. Yeah. Um, just because sometimes I find it enlightening. I don't always agree, but I would imagine some critical criticism of this movie might just be kind of the predictable nature of it. You know, especially these kind of bigger comedies. Mm-hmm. They they can tend to be by the books fairly safe as far as story structure goes. Yeah. Like you can kind of see what's coming up. But I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think especially for this movie, mm-hmm. one, you've got incredible actors. You oh, know, yeah. that uh, uh, I would imagine, especially Catherine Hahn, probably carry this movie oh, extremely yeah. well. So you're in it to see their performances. But also, I think sometimes you, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's telling an incredibly relatable story. And I think a, a relatable story that hasn't really been told through this lens of specifically moms needing a goddamn break yeah you know and i think that speaks to its success is they they knew like oh we don't need to do something revolutionary like we just apply this story structure to Mm -hmm. to moms and yeah you got you got gold like that's that's such a uh like an untapped well of of you know a demographic of society that really hasn't you know, in the 80s, we had, like, uh, Mr. Mom or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, can you imagine dads in the home? It's like, that's fucking stupid. That does um, not age well. No. This this <laughs> one, at least, it is relatable and it is uh, um, relatively universal. You yeah. know, even dads, I'm sure, can be like, oh, man, I you know, bet my wife would like to go out and get a ton of margaritas, you know, while I'm home. And actually, honey... Friday night, go out with the girls, get some margaritas. Right. You know, so. Well, and and knowing that it's okay to ask for that time for yourself or making that time for yourself and not feel guilty about it. Um, Because I think a a lot of moms put just more pressure on themselves Mm and what is necessary Mm -hmm. sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, where you want to be this perfect mom so that way your kid doesn't grow up to be like a serial killer. Right. You know, but at the same time, like if you're not okay, your kid's going to see right through you. Absolutely. You know, so yeah. you've got to make sure that you're on point and if you're happy, your kids are going to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's said all the time and it, and people can kind of roll their eyes at it and be like, oh, we get it. But women just have a, a ton of expectations put on them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beauty, you know, there's just a ton of money in, uh, uh, the cosmetics industry and there's a ton of money in uh, health and fitness mm-hmm. bullshit and there's a ton of money uh, involved in like the the child care industry and just being a mom like oh you're not, you know you're a good mom but you could be a little bit of a better mom if you got this product and like right. it's just it is l- just bursting with unfair expectations and everywhere everywhere absolutely everywhere, you so. know um yeah, it, it's kind. Of, it's really, really difficult sometimes um, to just be yourself and mm-hmm. and be happy with who you are and what you look like. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's um, challenging, but I think as long as you kind of put the whole like society standards aside, like you were saying, and just mm-hmm. even just for a day, you, even for a day, you're going to be that much happier. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And you know, I actually think that's a great way to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Mom month is love yourself, moms. Yeah. 
Yeah. Love yourself as much as we love you or even more. Because you're doing I, a damn good job. Yeah. And we may not know you, but we probably love you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moms got to treat themselves. That's, yeah. That's for damn sure. More than they do. For sure. Yes. So, um, and you know what? I do want to talk about kind of some stuff that we're looking forward to in the near future, but I'm also really excited to premiere what we're doing in June. Yeah. Because it was my idea. This is going to be fun. And I think it's a good idea to toot my own horn. Um, just because I, I love shitty food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who uh, doesn't, right? Yeah, we're, we're just going to do food wars. Yeah. Um, each week we're going to get, uh, at minimum two competing restaurants. Yeah. And we're going to pick a main item. Mm-hmm. We're going to pick a side dish mm-hmm. and we're going to pick a dessert and mm-hmm. we're going to suss it out. Yep. I think we'll, we'll probably try to eat before just so we're not chewing on the mic cause that's gross. Oh, that's true. We'll we'll figure that part yeah. out. We we want to have you guys as involved in the process as possible, but we don't want to make people throw up. Well, and we can even like pause it as we're chewing and then get back. That's in. a good point. Yeah, yeah, we can do a little more editing. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that. Uh, and I think on social media we'll probably tell everybody what we're eating just in case mm-hmm. people want to get the same stuff and and kind of let us know what what they thought. Maybe they totally disagree with our assessment. Right. Um. But I think that's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, and I think what uh, makes sense for the first week is that we just go with kind of, I would say, the big the big hitters in American fast food culture. Yeah. So I think uh, next Monday we are going to be doing McDonald's versus Burger King. Classic. Super predictable. There goes our neighbor on his motorcycle. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obvious classic. But, you know, we might as well. Go big straight out the gate. You got it. Yeah. Get it out of the way. And I've got some ideas for some different restaurants going forward that I'm very excited. Very cool. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll hit you guys up on social media. Let us uh, we'll let you know what we're picking up. Yeah. For next Monday. Oh, um, I love to eat, so I'm excited. Yes. Me too. Uh, yeah. It's not it's not going to be great, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> like it won't be great for our for our health, but uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, if you're looking for a podcast that's does this stuff way better than we'll be able to. Uh, the Doughboys, incredible podcast, been going for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just they uh, review fast food restaurants, and it's just fantastic. Yeah, they do a good job. Yeah, so I always got to shout out a better podcast than ours because <laughs> I don't Why know. Why not? Yeah, so uh, some stuff that we're looking forward to. I, I'll go first just because mine's, I think yours is a little more personal. Yeah. Mine's just some dumb shit that I'm looking forward to. So one, uh... A trailer was released, I believe, early last week or mid last week. It's called The Green Knight. Um, I don't remember the main actor's name. Uh, his last name may be Patel, something to that effect. But it looks like uh, kind of Knights of the Round Table ish mixed with Guillermo del Toro horror and monster creation stuff. That will be interesting. Yes, it looks so damn good. Is this a trailer that you showed me or no? Or I don't know I... if I showed it to you. Okay, it doesn't might, sound familiar. Yeah, we might have to watch it afterwards because yeah. it looks so beautiful and so kind of dark, gothic, as I said, very, uh, you know, you think kind of Pan's Labyrinthian creature mm-hmm. production value. Cool. Yeah, uh, it looks insane. I can't that wait. That sounds really fun. Um, and also, they just released a lot of information on the new Far Cry game, Far Cry 6. And, uh, I don't know if I know Far Cry. Yeah, so Far Cry is a series. It's been around for a long time. I never played Far Cry 1 or 2. Um, those, you know what, I won't even talk about them because I never played them. Hmm. But uh, Far Cry 3 was like a, kind of the tentpole um, point in the series where everybody's like, oh, Far Cry is incredible. And in Far Cry 3, um, you play this kind of young douchebag 20-something. Hey, our neighbor's back. Um <laughs> He, uh, he is out partying with his friends, his other douchebag friends, mm-hmm. and they parachute onto this island, um, and they get captured by, like, these, uh, violent, uh, guerrilla forces. Oh, wow. Um, I, I think they may be, uh, drug, drug runners or something to that effect. Okay. But then, uh, your role is, you know, you're this kind of dumb, fratty college kid, mm-hmm. but you need to learn how to kill and how to free your friends. Mm-hmm. From these uh, very violent people, and so you in turn become a very violent person. Oh, um, yeah, so 
uh, I mean, that one's great. And then Far Cry 4 is you going back home, and it's kind of set in a Himalayan mm-hmm. uh, atmosphere. Um, uh, Far Cry 5, I actually just downloaded. Um, they had it for real cheap. Uh, and that one is, uh, I believe you're like an FBI or DEA agent, hmm. and you go and there's this uh, cult that set up shop in like, uh, kind of looks like maybe a Montana-ish mm-hmm. rural American setting. Um, kind of has the feeling of maybe some uh, some super far right wing, uh, you know, people that, you know, believe the American government is out to get them. So they form their own community. Okay. Um, forming your own community isn't bad in and of itself, but the they're doing a lot of uh, uh, gun running um and uh, seem to be doing a lot of bad shit, so then you're sent in to disrupt that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some other ones, Far Cry Primal. So Far Cry is a really big series. It sounds like it. Yeah. This next one, I don't... I just watched kind of some gameplay stuff. I didn't watch the uh, story trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the really cool thing is they got uh, the actor from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, uh, He's been in he's been in a ton of other stuff, but they got a he's really he's a good bad guy. Yes, yeah. So he's going to be great. Um, hopefully, he gets to chew the scenery a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. be a big bad guy. And I believe the protagonist you're playing is a, a a woman, which I don't I don't know that that series has ever done. Huh. Um, and it seems like there's a little more uh, customization with guns, like you can kind of make almost more ratchet and clanky. Okay. Um, of like making these sort of weird guns. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm trying to be a, a good boy and just play one game at a time. <laughs> but I really want to try getting into Far Cry 5, but I'm playing uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake still. Mm-hmm. I get in like 20 minutes at night of games, max. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, there's other stuff going on. As well there should be. Video games should not be the number one priority in the household. But uh, <laughs> but I am I am missing a little, little extra game time. But anyways, that is my dumb superficial shit mm-hmm. i want to talk to my wife my beautiful <laughs> amazing wife about how much she is kicking ass at getting our home ready to hit the market we're going to sell yeah. our home mm-hmm. and then we're going to move to a, a town just uh, west of us where i've got some family um and it's i mean i'm a realtor so i i i know about it more from the the outsider perspective Yes. Of, you know, and, and you as a stager as well. We kind of mm-hmm. come in, we say, hey, do this, 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 and this. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. And then we hit the road. Right. And we hope that they do those things because it'll improve their, you know, uh, market value, get mm-hmm. more people in the door, get some competing offers ideally. For sure. Um, or just the best offer. Even if it's one badass offer, they don't need to compete against each other. You're just looking for that one that's going to get you from, you know, getting your home on the market to mm-hmm. closing. Yeah. A, simple A to B. No, you know, the other stuff in the middle, that's stressful. We want to try to eliminate that as much as possible. Yeah. Um, so this is our first time being in the trenches of getting our house, which you've been working on for years, just making our house our house. Yeah. But now it's like we've got to take our house and make it their house. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Well, and I think... Um, <laughs> Because obviously we've been here for like six years, so we yeah. haven't had to buy a house. And this is the first time we've, we are going to sell a house and buy a new house. Yes. yes. So I think uh, being in it again and now having a little bit of my staging background and like studying through real estate, um, it's, it's allowing me to put myself into our client's shoes a little bit more Mm -hmm. like obviously Mm -hmm. you know for us it was easier before because we've just we found a house we moved out of our rental all we had to do was pack up clean it and we're we're done yeah um this time around and i think it it is because i'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to Mm -hmm. get the house in tip-top shape because of the staging brain that i have that i'm like i want this house to look like a model home right you know um so i'm having a hard time taking off my like hazy goggles, if you will. So for instance, you know, we've lived in this house for six years. I'm not looking at it with a fresh pair of eyes. Mm -hmm. I'm not smelling it with a fresh nose, you know? Um, so trying to figure out like looking into, you know, each room as a buyer would. Yeah. And just trying to dial back my 
perfectionist mm-hmm. staging brain a little bit mm-hmm. um, has been a challenge. Yeah. You know, I, 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 you know, talking to you has been really helpful to, you know, obviously you saw my giant list of things that I wanted to get done. Mm-hmm. And then I finally, I think you were, you saw how like anxious and overwhelmed I was and stressed out. So I said, just look at my list and you tell me what I can cross off. Yeah. Because I, I otherwise I'm going to want to do all of this stuff and I'm going to be stressing out every single day until we paint the house, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're an incredible planner. That's something that I don't have that you really bring to our household is mm-hmm. your planning abilities. You know, I'll kind of plan some things in my head and then I'll go for it. And, right. you know, it usually turns out fine. But you actually, you take the steps to do the prep work mm-hmm. that sometimes I don't. Um, but I, I think, yeah, with a house like this that we've been living in six years, that we've had three dogs and two cats in. Yeah. There's there's going to be stuff. And, of course, we're, we're going to tackle it. But... Uh, uh, something that I'm excited about that I think is going to help us out a lot is we have a uh, family coming over next weekend mm-hmm. to uh, help us. Um, I'm going to paint the exterior of the home, needs a fresh coat of paint. And we're going to uh, clean the inside and do yeah. odd and jobs on the inside. Yeah. So I think having family come in and either saying, you know, looking at your list and saying, oh yeah, I mean, you, you noted that, totally agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to hit that now, you know, or they see that and they're like, I, I, don't worry about it. Like, yeah. I don't think that's a... A major item if we get to it we get to it but if not you know a buyer coming in is not going to be like oh well you know this isn't done this way I'm out Mm -hmm. like if it's something that's easily fixable um you know for every I've had some clients where I go in and they don't like the paint color so they're out Mm. that is incredibly rare because most people especially in this market they see a paint color they don't like they're like that's easy yeah. We can totally take care of that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't mind painting a couple rooms. Not a big deal. That's the way we were when we I was came gonna into say, this yeah. house. Yeah. There's, yeah, every once in a while. And I think especially when you get into uh, higher price markets, mm-hmm. you know, they want to move into a home and just move in. Yeah. But I think in our market, people are coming in thinking, oh, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll put in a weekend's worth of work on mm-hmm. this place, minimum, make it our own, you know. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... Our house is going to be immaculate because you're looking after it and, you know, you you know what buyers are going to need with the, with the look of the house. And I, I mean, I do as well, but I always defer to your staging knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a matter of, unfortunately, you're just going to stress out for another week until we're done and then we're on the market. Right. I, I keep telling myself, like, just box up, like... Uh things that don't really make sense to be out yeah. because then we're going to have hopefully, you know, 30 or more days to be able to box everything up to, to move. Yeah. Um, but I think what I struggle with too is like the timing of everything. Like mm-hmm. I look at my big long list and I'm like, this is going to take more than a day to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, my goal is to put the list out, have all the cleaning supplies and just be like, all right, everybody just pick something. Once you've done it, cross it out. Right. You know? And I think that's a great way to go about it. Yeah. You know, people can do it, you know, they, mm-hmm. You know, they don't need micromanaging or coming up to you, what's next? What's next? Just do the list. Yeah. Do the list, you know, cross it off when you're working on it, and then somebody else will go down to the next one. Totally. I think that's going to make sense for everybody, and I think it's going to be a really good time. Um, Yeah, and, you know, in real estate, when I talk to people about buying or selling, I tell them I try to minimize the amount Mm -hmm. of stress because you can't get rid of the stress. There's no chance in hell. No, it's, you know, it's, it's an, it's an expensive process, you know, Mm -hmm. whether you're buying or selling, right? it is a ton of money, you know, uh, especially in residential real estate. There's a lot of emotion and heart involved because, you know, you're going to raise your, your kids here. You're going to, you know, you downsized because you're an empty nester and now you're getting into a smaller home and, you know, there's the, there's no way to remove emotion. Yeah. Some people are better at it than others, but there's there's got to be because it's your home. Mm-hmm. Like, there should be emotion involved. Right. Um, so it's just learning. I think it's learning how to use that emotion for, for good rather than just stressing yourself out and going, right. driving yourself crazy and making the process zero fun as opposed to 60% fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think 60% fun is a great goal. 60% fun should be everybody's goal when you're buying or selling a home. Mm-hmm. More fun than not. Yeah. 
you know, if you get up to 70, 80%, then hell yeah, like that's a great time. But if you can hit 60%, then you're doing good. Yeah. So I think it's all going to just be like the timing is what uh, throws me off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, knowing what day we're going to have pictures done and making sure that the, the house is looking good for the pictures. Yeah. Which um, I will not tell you when we're having photos done. I'm just, I planned it and I refuse to tell you. I want to keep it a secret. I thought you already did no, tell I'm me. No, I'm kidding. I was <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you did tell me. That's... <laughs> I did. No, of course I did. That would be insane. That was like my first question. Like, Honey, no. we got to schedule that. When is it so I can start yeah. planning? Yeah. yeah. Got that scheduled a few weeks out. Got great photographers. And yeah, I mean, you're totally right, especially when it comes to photos, because we're going to have photographs done and then we won't go properly on the market, you know, to allow showings for a few days. So you have that gap time of before the photographer comes, you know, get the home staged and do it as dirty as you need to. You know, if Mm -hmm. you got to just like chuck loose shit into the garage to get out of the house do that Mm -hmm. and then after that that's when you go through a little more meticulously and you box up some more stuff you know and uh you get everything ready for strange people to come walking through your home right um so that in between time is when you kind of when you dot the i's and cross the t's a little more in my opinion yeah i mean my my goal uh to get things done this week before the weekend because i I want you know our friends and family to come in and just like focus on painting and cleaning and that's Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. so i want to be able to do everything else before that Mm -hmm. which i think is doable we'll see i'd say for the most part yeah 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 we'll see but i'm excited i'm excited for i think once we get the photos and you know we get it on the market i'll be like smooth sailing and just It'll be fine. Yeah, and I mean, especially in this real estate market, you know, and we, luckily we have knowledge of mm-hmm. the market and of how this process goes. So, you know, we, we don't plan on <laughs> sitting on the market for three weeks or whatever and then having somebody request a showing and we got to be out of the house in 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, we're planning it so we get all the showings in in a weekend. Hopefully we get some, some solid offers, you know, right. and then we go under contract and we all... We all move along in the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're grateful and fortunate enough to be in that kind of a market. You know, we're not trying to stick to buyers and be like, hey, give us, you know, a stupid amount for this house. Mm-hmm. You know, we want the home to get the fair market value. That works best for everybody. Right. Um, and I think that's that's also just going to work into our, you know, us, us not having it sit on the, cause we're not asking for more than it's worth. We're I, asking for what it's worth. Right. And I, I think selling the house is going to be the easy part. I think because you know, the inventory right now is super mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. That's going to be difficult trying to outbid everybody else, you know, but mm-hmm. like you had said, doing the uh, post occupancy agreement yeah. to allow us more time to find the new house. And, yeah. and we kind of have our strategy of what we wanted to do for the new house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that will definitely help us. Yeah. But just <clears throat> knowing that we'll, you know, only seeing a couple new houses every week and then they fly off the shelf and, mm. um, you know, so that, that I'm a little nervous for, you yeah. know, being able to find the new place, but yeah. I know we'll find it. And... Every market's going to have its challenges. Yeah. You know, and, uh, as you know, say we were in a neutral or even a buyer's market right now, then it's us getting our home in the market and sitting around for mm-hmm. a month. Yeah. You know, waiting for that right buyer to come along. Right. But then on the buy side, we've got our pick of the litter. Mm-hmm. So there's, yeah, there's never a perfect market. It's just the market that you, you make do. You know, you understand it. You educate you educate yourself. You hire a realtor that can help you, mm-hmm. you know, gain that education that you need to go into the market as well prepared as possible. Garrett with 8Z Real oh, Estate. Well. Garrett Burton. I just realized this is the most we've ever talked about real estate stuff on the podcast. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Usually... Uh, try to separate business and well, ple- pleasure, but, but it's, uh, it's a personal. Yeah. No, it absolutely is. It's been a pleasure getting our house. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of pimped you out to talk about that stuff just because you've been working so hard and I, uh, I, I, it's gonna, it's gonna show when we start having showings happen and offers start rolling in. You know, people are going to pick up on the the care and the attention that you put into this home. Yeah, I, I hope so. I think yeah. that'll work out well. But yeah. Anyways, we don't have to Anywho, keep about that. Yes. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with us as always. 
Uh, we're going to be back next week with the first episode of Food, Food Wars. Wars. Yep, and remember, we're doing Burger King, McDonald's. If anybody has any recommendations for like the main, the side, oh, the yeah. dessert, we've got some ideas. But if anybody like really rides hard for a specific sandwich at either location, or they think, you know what, these would be good pairings and representations of the main or the side or whatever it may be, uh, hit us up. You can email us at uh, lifewellspent at yahoo.com. Uh, shoot us a message on Instagram at life underscore well underscore spent underscore. Yep. Uh, or you can uh, hit me up on Twitter. I'm trying to be better about posting our episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, and our Twitter is at well underscore Garrett. Mm-hmm. I didn't post our uh, watch-along episode. Uh, hopefully, if anybody uh, watched The Long Kiss Goodnight with us, we uh, we would really appreciate it. Um, we just love that movie like crazy, and we yeah. had a fun time recording that episode. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that the first one really got too many listens, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You it, need it, to have, you know, cut out time to be able to watch the movie with us, so. That's true. Yeah. And Long Kiss Goodnight was like two hours, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you get a chance, listen, let us know what you think. As always, we're excited to get your feedback. That was good timing. That you got a kid great break, timing. so. Thanks, guys. We love you. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.